The Weekly Charge, a podcast for kids and families where we take a little time to charge as we plug in, power up, and press on with Christ. Episode 5, From the Pit to the Palace, The Life of Joseph. Hello, everyone. I'm Miss Jen. And I'm Pastor Ben. Welcome to The Weekly Charge, a podcast by the Napanee Missionary Church Kidman team. This week, we're continuing our series about the life of Joseph as we follow along with the You'll Get Through This teachings in our Sunday morning services. If you haven't had a chance to follow along with our Sunday series, that's okay. This podcast series also stands on its own as we tell the story of Joseph from when he was a young man thrown into a pit and sold into slavery until he became an adult and found himself working in a palace. But if you are just finding this podcast, you might want to start with episode one to hear the story from the beginning. In our last episode, we finally saw Joseph get out of prison and put some of the pain from his life behind him. After he helped Pharaoh, he moved into a new chapter of his life. He was given a new job, a new home, even a new family. But while Joseph might have had the pain of the past behind him, the people of his past were still living in Canaan, and the famine that swept across the land of Egypt was also destroying the crops of Canaan. Joseph may have felt like he had forgotten all about what had happened to him to bring him to this place, but something was about to happen to remind him. So once again, we invite you to join us in using your imagination as we take a look at this amazing story. Remember, Joseph was a real person from history. Imagine with us what it would have been like to have lived back then and to have experienced what his family experienced. And let's go back in time, thousands of years ago. From the pit to the palace, the story of Joseph. Part 5. Benjamin tells the story of an unexpected reunion. It was a dark time. A famine had come upon us and our crops were dying. We could not feed our animals. We could not feed our family. Month after month, it got worse and worse. Our land had been rich with grains and fruits and livestock, but the rain stopped. The sun beat down hard and hot. The winds were dry and harsh. The land, once full of life, withered and died. If we didn't do something, we would die with it. I'm Benjamin. I was the youngest of 12 brothers. I say 12 brothers, but when that famine came, my brother Joseph had been long gone. When I was very young, the other older brothers came in from the fields carrying a coat, a special coat that my father had given to my brother Joseph. The coat was torn and covered in blood. It was clear what had happened. My father took the coat in his hands and began to cry. His son must have been killed by a wild animal. He was never the same after that. But eventually there was some healing. My brothers took wives and had children, and the family grew. But the worst times, for father at least, were behind us. Of course, we had no idea what really happened to Joseph, or the dark secret that my brothers had. We had had seven years of unusually good harvests of our crops. After that seventh year, we had one of the worst years we ever had. The next year was worse. As our crops died, our animals died. Many days and nights we went hungry. We tried to save what little food we had, but it was difficult because there was so little. There was nothing we could do. No rain meant no water, and the streams and wells dried up. 
We heard from travelers that the famine was everywhere, but eventually we also heard that Egypt had plenty of food and would sell that food to people. So Father brought the family together, and we brought together as much money as we could, and Father sent my ten older brothers to Egypt to buy food. And then, we waited. Father? Father? Benjamin! Over here! Over here! Father, watching the road isn't going to make them come any sooner. Perhaps not. But it will mean when they get here, I'll know sooner. True. I worry. It was necessary to send them all. But if something goes wrong, if they're attacked by bandits or, or robbed or something, I could lose them all. I'm just glad I did not send you, too. Someone had to stay here and help you. You know what I mean. If I sent you and something happened, I'd never be able to live with myself. You are all I have left to remind me of your mother and... And Joseph, I know. I'm sorry, son, I just... Father, I... do you see that? See what? I'm not as young as I used to be, and I... I've got my father's eyes. It looks like a caravan. Are they traitors or, or bandits? What are they? Look, father. There. Do you see them? I, I do. Benjamin, it's them. It's them. Come, come, Benjamin. Judah. Reuben. Boys. Your journey, it seems to have been successful. The bags on the donkeys, they seem to be so full. You've brought us food. Thank the Lord. Oh, they're full, Father, of more than food. What do you mean, Judah? Reuben, what does he mean? This is all our fault. All our fault. I don't understand. Father, where's Simeon? Yes. Where is he? At home with the others, Reuben. I'll meet you there. Would you please tell me what's going on? It's all our fault. Reuben, enough. Just go. Father, we got to Egypt and we were taken to the man who was in charge of the food. It seems they were warned somehow about this famine nine years ago. And they've been storing food in preparation. But when we were taken in to see the man, he accused us of being spies. Spies? You? I know it's ridiculous. You know it's ridiculous. But he was dead serious. We told him we were brothers, and all we wanted was food to take back home, but he kept accusing us and accusing us. I was afraid he was going to throw us in prison or, or maybe even just kill us right then, right there. Oh no, did he kill Simeon? No, he didn't hurt any of us. Oh, thank the Lord to lose another child, I... But then things got strange. We told him we were brothers, and we mentioned that we had another brother here at home, waiting for us with you, Father, and, and our family. And then this man, he, he, he changed. His face changed. His, his voice changed. I, I, I don't know how to explain it. Did he believe you then? No. He called us spies again. And then he told us what we would have to do for him to believe us. What was it? He said he'd throw us in prison, all except one. The one he did not put in prison was to come here and bring back the youngest brother. Me? Why did he want Benjamin? To prove we were not spies. You said he was only going to send one of you. Why are you all here, but not Simeon? After being in jail for three days, he brought us out and told us he'd only imprison one of us. The rest of us could take the grain we bought and come home. So he kept Simeon? When will Simeon be released? <sighs> as soon as we return. 
with Benjamin. Why? Why does he want my son? I, I don't know. Things just got weirder after that, because then this guy looked like he was going to cry. And then and then he turned around, and I am not kidding. This Egyptian governor who controls the world's food supply right now was crying. I mean, we couldn't see his face, but his shoulders were bouncing up and down, and, and you could hear him sobbing for a few minutes. I mean, you could tell he was fighting it, but he was losing that battle. What was he crying about? Who knows? I mean, maybe it's some weird Egyptian thing. I don't know. When he stopped crying, he turned around and sent us away, and guards took Simeon to prison. And now you're here. Yes, but there's more. It gets stranger. Stranger? Yes. The first night, after we stopped, one of us, I, I don't remember who, he opened a grain bag to feed the donkeys, and inside was grain and silver coins. That doesn't make sense. No. No, it doesn't. And you know what makes even less sense? I'm afraid I know what you're going to say. What? What happened? Every one of our bags had silver in it. Did you pay them for the food? Of course we did. Then why do you still have the silver? I don't know. We counted it, and every single coin we paid for the food was back in our grain bags. So you gave them nothing? We gave them everything, but it was put back in our bags. None of this makes sense. I know. But they're going to think you stole it. I know. You can't possibly go back. I know. You have made me childless. First Joseph is gone, now Simeon is gone, and now you want me to send Benjamin and lose him too? I don't want you to, Father, but if we want to get Simeon back, we have to. No more. I will not send my son back there with you. I will not lose Benjamin. Father, we'll talk about it, but we have to do something. If I can help Simeon... No. If anything would happen to you, Benjamin, I'd die in sorrow. Father, we'll talk more tomorrow. Let's go back now. There was more talk, but my father would not budge. He simply would not send me. So Simeon was left in Egypt while we were in Canaan. But the famine continued. The food we bought lasted a while, but eventually it was gone. And there was only one option. You must go back. You must buy us more food. Father, the ruler in charge of the food will not see us without Benjamin. You must try. Go, get us food, and bring back Simeon. You know the only way that will work. No matter what we do, I lose a son. If Benjamin stays, I lose Simeon. If Benjamin goes, I lose him. You don't know that. You don't know any of that. Father, here's what we do know. Benjamin, you shouldn't be here. Father, I think I should have the chance to speak about this. If I stay here, Simeon will never be released. That is something we know for sure. But if you go... Wait, Father. If I stay here, we also cannot buy more food. And if you stay here, I will not lose you. Father, if I go, we will prove to that strange Egyptian governor in charge of the food that we were never spies. If we bring Benjamin, we will show them that they can trust us. We will come back with food, and we will come back with Simeon. I promise this. Why did you tell him there was another brother? Why? Father, he kept asking questions about our family, and about you, and about our younger brothers. What were we supposed to do? How could we have possibly known? That guy was crazy. 
Exactly. Why would you tell an unstable person details like that? He thought we were spies. We were just telling him the truth. Am I paying for my sins somehow? No, Father. It's not your sins, Father. Listen, just send Benjamin with me. I promise he will be safe. I will take the blame if he is not. I will carry that blame forever and ever. I just... I... I can't lose... Father, it will be all right. Fine. Fine, but do this. Take double the money. Pay back what was put into your bags the first time you went. And find what little you can of the good fruits of this land. Give them as gifts to the Egyptians. Some honey. Maybe some pistachio nuts. And we could send some myrrh. Yes, yes. And some almonds. Stuff like that. We will pray for God's mercy that both Benjamin and Simeon might return with you. We'll do it, Father. Come, let us pack and prepare for the journey. So we packed everything his father had said and headed out. As we went, I'm not ashamed to say, I was scared. Who knew what this man who accused my brothers as spies and who broke down and cried in front of them would do? When we arrived, we were met by the man's steward. He recognized my brothers and knew who we were and where we came from. He said nothing about the money that had been left in my brother's bags. Instead, we were brought to the Egyptian ruler's house. It was a lot harder to act brave when I looked at my older brothers. Men who had lived longer lives than me and had faced more dangers than I ever had out in the fields. And they looked scared themselves. And there, we waited. I present my lord, Zephaneth Pania. Gentlemen, I trust you are well and that your travels were safe. They brought money to buy food once more, sire. Double what they brought last time for some reason. Yes, there, there was some sort of oversight, because when we traveled home before, we found there was extra money in the sacks of food. So we brought it back to make sure that what we took home before was paid for, and to buy more food. Also, we have brought you gifts from Canaan. Some of what little remains on the trees and the vines, some of our best fruits and nuts. Thank you for your gifts. You honor me with them. I've sent for Simeon, the Hebrew man you asked for, sire, and we have set the table as you ordered. Come, take your place at my table. This meal is for you. You've been traveling long and hard. Drink my wine, eat from the bounty of Pharaoh's land. Thank you, good sir. Tell me, your father, is he well? Is he alive? Uh, yes. Yes, sir, he is. Thank you. And this young man, I do not recognize him from before. This must be the younger brother you spoke of. Uh, yes, sir, I am. May God bless you. May God bless you, young man. Uh, excuse me. <clears throat> Please serve them the meal. Is he crying? It certainly seems so. There is something very odd about this man. We set off for home the next day after eating one of the biggest banquet spreads I'd ever seen. Our bags were filled to the brim, and Simeon was with us, and we were eleven brothers once again. We had not traveled long when the Egyptian ruler's steward caught up with us and demanded to see inside our bags. 
Right then, stop! Stop, all of you, stop! Whoa, whoa. What, what seems to be the problem, sir? Something has come up missing from my lord's house, and we believe you have it. Uh, we don't have anything. You have nothing to fear then, eh? Fair enough. True. We have nothing to fear. Now then, open up your bags. The master has lost a silver cup. Do as he said, brothers. We have nothing to fear. None of us have this cup. Go ahead. Search us. All right. Very good then. Okay. Hmm. So nothing to hide, eh? Money. In all your bags. And here, in your youngest brother's bags. Money and a silver cup. My lord's silver cup. How did that get in there? Benjamin, what do you have to say for yourself? I didn't put it there. Like the money, I promise. Why have you repaid my master with evil when all he did was sell you the food you wanted and serve you a banquet? This is my lord's silver cup. You have done him a great evil. We returned to the city with no hope. There was no way we could get out of this. None of us knew where the cup had come from, but since it had been found in my bag, it looked like Father's fears were coming true. It was possible I would not return home. It was not just my father's fear. Now, it was my own fear, too. Why are you here before me again? Good sir, we don't know anything about this. I promise you. What have you done? After I've given you all this hospitality, this is how you repay me? Stealing? What can we say to make you believe us? My brother did not take the cup. Someone has plotted against him. Against us. Did you not know I would find out? A man like me can easily uncover the truth. Please, good sir, you can make us all your slaves. Do not let your wrath fall on our brother. My father will be devastated if Benjamin does not return. No, only the one who stole from me will be my slave. The rest of you are to return home to your father. You will all go, and go in peace. All except the one who's done this wrong against me. No, no, please, don't do this. You asked if we had a brother, and we told you about him. You told us to bring him to you, and we did. But we also told you that our father loves him. Our father didn't want to let him come, because he was afraid of something like this. If you take Benjamin, you are taking away our father's life. We guaranteed Benjamin's safety. Please do not put our father through the loss of another son. Please. Judah, is he crying again? I do not understand this guy. Send everyone away. Now. Right. Everyone What's out. going on? Except for the Hebrews. I have no idea. Brothers, it's me. I am Joseph. Joseph? What? what? I am the brother huh? you sold into slavery. What's he talking about? Please, tell me more about Father. Huh? Is he alive? Is he well? No sense. What's happening? Oh, talking about? I don't understand. Please, brothers, come near me. You have nothing to fear. I promise you this. Yes, you sold me into slavery. And I was brought here into Egypt. But don't be angry with yourselves this day, for God has brought me here ahead of you to preserve your own lives. There are still five more years of famine, 
But with me here in this house and in this position of power, I'm able to deliver you from the deadly famine. God made me the head of Pharaoh's house and the Lord of Egypt. I do want you to go back to father in peace, but not because Benjamin is my slave, because I want you to bring father and your wives and your children and your flocks and herds. I will protect you here. Go, tell father about me. Tell him I am alive. Bring him here. Tell him how I have been raised up, not to lord over you as I thought in my dreams, but to deliver you. And so we returned home again, with more donkeys and more food than before. He gave us new clothing, and when we left Egypt to go get father, we looked like wealthy royalty, not starving shepherds. Joseph told us everything that had happened from the time our brothers threw him into the pit, to the day he ordered that the money and the silver cup be put in our bags. It was amazing to see my brother standing in front of me, and it was wonderful to see him reach out and embrace the brothers who had hurt him so badly back then. Hate and anger could have poured out after he revealed himself, but instead, repentance and forgiveness were given. It wasn't what I expected when I first made that trip, but I was so glad I got to see it. Forgiveness is hard, really, really hard. When Joseph first saw his brothers, he didn't immediately run to them and hug them and tell them he loved them and forgave them. Until now, we have seen how Joseph was growing older and wiser and following God and doing right. But when his brothers first came, his first action was not to forgive them. On the other hand, he also did not immediately get revenge. He could have not given them any food. He could have just put them in prison. He could have made them slaves. He had so much power over them, and he could have used it to hurt them the way they hurt him. He didn't. What he did do was not good. He tricked them. He hid his identity. He caused confusion and put them through strange situations where he hid the money in their bags and made it look like Benjamin stole his cup. I like to think that this was because he needed time. Joseph, who is one of those people in the Bible who do amazing things and follow God with amazing faith, was also a person, just like me and you. He was not perfect, and it took him some time before he was able to forgive. But eventually, he did do the right thing. He offered them help and offered them forgiveness. Forgiveness is hard, and sometimes it takes time. But it is something we must do. When someone does something wrong to you, it hurts. When we forgive someone, we are not saying that what they did was good or right, but we are saying to them that we will not be angry with them and that we will love them. That's right. Paul says in the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, verse 32, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving one another, just as God also forgave you in Christ. Jesus is the ultimate example of forgiveness because every sin is a sin against God. And every time we do something wrong, we are doing something wrong against him. And yet God will forgive us of those things that we've done against him. And we need to follow his example. It's not easy, but with God's help, we can do it. That's one of the best things about living life with God. Sometimes we have to do hard things, like forgive our enemies when they hurt us, or 
forgive our friends when they hurt us or forgive our family when they hurt us. It's easier to hit back. It's easier to yell mean words. It is easier to be angry and hold on to that anger. But God is right by our side and he will help us. Next week, the reunion continues as Jacob gets a chance to finally see his long lost son. For now, Thanks so much for listening. And until next time, we want to remind you to charge, plug in and connect with Christ, power up and become like Christ, and press on by being like Christ in the world. This story can be found in Genesis chapter 42 through 45. The Unexpected Reunion featured your host, Jen Miller and Pastor Ben. Joseph was played by Evan David. Benjamin was Tim Avery. Other characters were played by Ben Avery. Written, directed, and produced by Ben Avery. Weekly Charge is a production of the Napanee Missionary Church Kidman Department. You can find out more at nmc.church. You can find this podcast at nmckidman.com. I'm Pam, and as always, thanks for listening.